Our next guest is an experienced tech diver, explorer, treasure hunter and dive instructor who is part of the new six-part History Channel series debuting tomorrow night wherein they discovered a section of the Challenger Shuttle explosion of Bermuda Triangle, into cursed waters. Please welcome, Jimmy Godomsky. Hey, Jimmy, can you hear me okay? Yep, I can hear you, Johnny. I know, so I'm, I'm sure they told you I'm stuck in my house under the, the COVID restrictions for right now until I uh, get a negative test. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'm a diver as well, and I, I have some friends who've done some shipwreck diving in that same area. Because Southern Florida, what was the biggest one? Was it the Atosha? Uh, yeah, the, the Atosha that was off of uh, Key West. Yeah, that was, and, and they did find some stuff. They Did, did they get all of it? Uh, they, they're still pulling stuff up today from the Atosha. I know, um, I know a couple guys that were down there and that were working the wreck at the time uh, that they actually found it. And, and listen, you know, as an underwater uh, diver, and, and you this is what you do, you identify wrecks and uh, and you, you take a look. It's not it's not a, uh, a always a pleasant business. I mean, there's a lot of money that you're looking at, and uh, when people are searching for this stuff, I mean, it's kind of the Wild West under, underwater. It's People can get ugly. It can get real mean real fast. Oh yeah, there, there's a lot of politics involved uh, when you get to the uh, the wreck hunting treasure side of it. Um, we're not always after the treasure stuff. We're after wrecks to uh, to link stories behind why they sunk, and that's kind of the focus of uh, what our show has been. But I've also done the treasure side of it as well, which is uh, it can get uh, it can get ugly. Yeah, and you guys were out looking for a. Uh... A fighter plane, right? We were looking for the Martin Mariner, which uh, was the rescue plane sent to find uh, Flight 19, which disappeared into the Bermuda Triangle. And then the Martin Mariner went out searching for Flight 19, and the Martin Mariner disappears as well. Uh, That's all the targets we were looking for that day that we came across the Challenger. And so you're looking for these very specific planes, and uh, and all of a sudden you see this material that is not of the same era. I mean, you had to know pretty quickly that this was not the same. Yeah, uh, I could tell that the structure that I was looking at was more modern than what we were looking for, but it looked very different because we have done many aircrafts and uh, more modern aircrafts, but they, this this was special. This was something that I could tell was not very common to see on the bottom of the seafloor. Now, of course, we're talking about the Challenger. It's uh, when you were under the water at the, on the initial dive before you brought anything up. Did you realize, or at least think, you knew what it was, or did it take a few days? So, that first dive, I had no idea what I was looking at because the visibility was less than three feet, and uh, I could barely see my hand in front of my face at times. But I found this big metal structure that had all these little. Uh, pads all over it and when i was looking at it i had a gopro and i had my light and you could actually see more of the footage uh after the fact and when i was looking at the footage i'm like this is an aircraft clearly something uh but i don't know what we're looking at and we had to talk with the rest of the team and we eventually did a second dive on it and realized that we're looking at the challenger we need to or not the challengers but something from space we need to bring this to nasa's attention and they informed us that we found challenger and, and is is it in the same area that the explosion happened because i i didn't feel like it was in the same area that like it had traveled some so it uh probably isn't far from where it's slightly outside of the bermuda triangle so we were trying to follow the flight path of the martin mariner 
and that's when we uh, came across the Challenger, which is a Central Florida area. Right, and I know you. It's it's not open. You're not going to tell people where because you, there's yep. got to be more there, and you and you like to get it all. And of course, it's a, it's an important thing to to try to get all of it that we can find. Yeah, uh, and I'm not sure what NASA's initial plan is going to be for it, but right. uh, I'm sure they're going to be out there pulling something up. It is a very significant find, and I mean we we've been all over the place with this news. Now, tell me this. If you're showing the show, uh, Jimmy Gadomski's with us. He's a diver for 19 years, and, and they, they have got a great show on History Channel. But they were the guys who came up. You've seen it on the news now with Challenger. It, uh, now, and this is one thing I don't uh, know with stuff like this. Can it shift and move any kind of real distance? Or pretty much when a piece of that falls, it stays, uh, like with an aircraft, it stays where it is. Or does it? can it travel a good distance? It is possible for it to travel, especially with the storms uh, that have, that blow through that area quite often. And uh, things get buried, and then things also get uncovered. So right. uh, when we initially found this, most of it was covered by sand, and we had to move the sand off of it to really kind of realize what it was. But with, with shipwrecks, and, you know, these old, old shipwrecks, once they hit the, the, the bottom, they, they, they disintegrated and they'd break up and move around like that. But for the most part, their debris field was pretty solid. Yeah, if you get close, uh, you'll see some debris, and then you continue to search around, search around, and sometimes storms can move a big shipwreck uh, if the waves are high enough and there's enough surge. But for the most part, it's going to sink, it'll settle, the storm might move it, and it'll settle more. And the further it sinks down into the sand, then the more secure it's going to be and uh, the less it's going to move around. Some even get covered up by sand if uh, the sand is very deep in a certain area. Now, you know, you guys go out in the Bermuda Triangle, and I don't buy into the... Uh, the, the curse of the, the Bermuda Triangle. But there's obviously a phenomenon that, that happens there. Is it just the way the, the currents are, the way the storms meet each other, the, the underwater topography, the way the weather patterns are? Uh, because there does seem to be an inordinate amount of wrecks and crashes there. Well, it's a very high-traveled route. Um, the Bermuda Triangle itself, feel about it because I feel like each one of these shipwrecks has a story and has a reason why it went down. And we're, we're trying to connect the dots and find each reason why these wrecks crashed. And rogue waves are a thing. Um, right. We uh, have a episode on a rogue wave that uh, that took out uh, a ship. So that that's going to be super interesting to see, as well as the storms that roll through that area. We get hurricanes all the time. So it is a very high-profile area for storms, rough seas, and, and everything. But uh, outside of that, it's hard to say uh, if there is any kind of uh, real mystery there other than it's very high-traveled and there's quite a few storms and, and all, yeah. all around that area. And people, people that if you don't live on the ocean, they don't have any idea. The ocean is, is so powerful and so destructive and so unrelenting. You know, we just think of it as this, this place where you go vacation. But when it turns on you, there's nothing that can withstand it. I mean, it can destroy anything. Yeah, and if you're far offshore and it turns on you, it could go from flat seas to completely rough in a matter of minutes. And yeah. it can get super squirrely and dangerous offshore. You are. Now, uh, Jim, you're just showing the show, Jimmy from the History Channel, his show, uh, The Bermuda Triangle and the Cursed Waters. You, 
you, you've been dive for 19 years, and you, you're more historical in your diving, but have you ever been on a treasure? You said you've done a couple treasure uh, hunts. Have you ever found anything significant, something that you went, holy cow, this is, this is really something. I'm, a, I'm, I'm really a treasure hunter now. Oh, yeah. So I've been in North Carolina, and I uh, found the piece that named the wreck of the Pulaski. And we have pulled off many gold and silver coins, pocket watches, artifacts, you name it. Like, we have found it uh, in, on that wreck. <laughs> oh, it's just, to me, it's fascinating. Like, uh, you know, because I started diving back in the 90s, and I have a friend who's a marine biologist. So mostly it's, it's just all easy shore driving off a little boat. But there was a time when, you know, you really get into it that you start thinking, I want to start shipwreck diving. I want to start looking at stuff off the East Coast and see what I can find. And, you know, there used to be some pretty dangerous shipwrecks you could get into. Oh, yeah. And the East Coast is uh, is littered with wrecks because uh, that was like the highway for ships to get up and down the East Coast from New England to North Carolina all the way down to Florida. And, I mean, these wrecks get caught in rough seas, bad weather. They go down sometimes. They, they even hit each other every now and then because uh, it's a, basically a highway on the ocean. Oh, no, I, I was looking at the Andrea Doria. I think that uh, in the 50s sometime it got smoked. But I, I was I was so close to pulling the trigger, and then they kind of just shut all that off, and now they, they don't see that as much. But that was that was one of those shipwrecks that was about as close to getting on the Titanic style as you were going to get. Yeah, and I uh, have people that are still diving that today. I've been trying to get out to it myself, and uh, the Doria is like one of the the big go-to dives. It's yeah. just hard to get out there and hard to plan a trip because the seas are usually rough in that area. Uh, well, man, listen, be safe. Uh, I know that we've got limited time, but I, I do appreciate it, Jimmy. And man, good luck on everything, and uh, we'll all watch the show on History Channel. You're welcome here anytime. Great. That, uh, that sounds good. All right. Take care, brother. Thank you, talking to you.